Welcome to A Community on the Move, the story of Active Atumwa. Active Atumwa is a community-based research project that encourages all adults to be more active. Atumwa community members and the University of Iowa use the latest research to design this project. The research project for Active Atumwa has concluded, but the Active Atumwa program continues under the leadership of Hy-Vee of Atumwa and with the positive support of community organizations. In this series, we're learning from people involved in the project about what worked well, what they learned along the way, and the impact Active Atumwa had on the community. Over the next 10 episodes, we will talk about many aspects of the Active Atumwa project to learn about the successes, challenges, lessons learned, pride, and humility that went into this project. My name is Hannah Schultz, and I am the host for this series, and I'm learning about this program along with you. I work at the University of Iowa College of Public Health, but have not been affiliated with Active Atumwa until we started planning this podcast series. Working on this series has been a joy. I've been impressed every step of the way by the passion, commitment, dedication, and persistence of all involved in this project, and I am very excited to share this with you. One of the many reasons I've been impressed by this project and I'm so excited to share it with you is the active participation and inclusion of people representing many different communities, organizations, and interests in Atumwa. The focus of Active Atumwa was on physical activity, which came out of a community survey highlighting that this was a need for the community. The project used community resources to promote and support active living and physical activity across the community. Today's episode of Active Atumwa, a community on the move, is especially fun. Today we're talking with community members who participated in Active Atumwa activities. I want to give listeners a quick heads up that we had some challenges with internet connections during this recording. As a lot of us have become more accustomed to Zoom over the last year, We've also become more aware of how the best laid plans will go awry if your internet connection isn't great. Please bear with us. In a couple of places, we have left in some unclear pieces, as they are an important part of the broader conversation. Sandy Berto is joining us again today. Sandy has been the Active Atumwa coordinator in Atumwa for the past few years. And we also have a few Active Atumwa participants with us as well. I asked them each to introduce themselves. Jean Dell kicked it off. It's probably been um, going on two years that I first became aware of the, the walking program at the mall. At least that's primarily where we started. I think that was a really good opportunity for me to walk with other people. Otherwise, I think I probably would not have done it on a daily basis as I do now. Um, The other program that I've been involved in was Tai Chi from the Y. Mary Hart is um, just an excellent instructor. For someone who has two left feet, it was a real treat to deal with somebody who's uh, ultra forgiving and gives really good guidance without being intimidating. Um, And I miss that so much, you know, because we had to stop in March, so... I'm hopeful there's a way we can do that with social distancing and masks in the future. And now I turn it over to Kathy Ingle. I uh, started participating probably about the same time as Jean. I um, received some emails while I was still working at Indian Hills, and I um, was excited to hear about it, but I couldn't really 
didn't really get involved until I was about ready to retire. And um, I'm strictly as a participant. I haven't taught any classes, but I've tried a few different ones. I've tried um, walking at the mall some. And then I, my favorite is the Tai Chi, like Jean. And it was fun. It, uh, you know, I really enjoyed getting together with them and um, learning how to do Tai Chi. And that was a lot of fun. And then also I did the yoga. Um, did some yoga on Wednesday nights. And we did um, the swimming. I miss the Tai Chi and getting together. But um, my husband and I have been doing a lot of walking together. So I guess that, that would be one good thing that's come out of it. Peggy Wixom introduces herself next. I really can't remember when, how long it's been. It's three years, four years. I'm not sure if this year counts. <laughs> um, it started, um, Lou came in to one of the places I was volunteering and was talking about water aerobics. They had basically just started up the stuff. And I convinced my husband to go. We signed up. I think we were one of the first people that Sandy signed up or first couple that Sandy signed up and we did water aerobics, walking and Tai Chi. And throughout the years that I ended up taking over the walking at the Bridgeview center and taking over the water aerobics. So um, we missed the uh, spirit of getting together and all of us doing something together that we're enjoying and all either uh, flubbing up at the same spot, the Tai Chi, or <laughs> learning, oh, that's how we were supposed to do it. I remember it was in the middle of winter, and she was talking about water aerobics, and it was uh, free, trying to get the community active, and I was like, swimming in winter sounds great. <laughs> Peggy's absolutely spot on is the timeline. I started in December of 16, and Peggy in January of 17, because she was the very first raffle ticket winner that I was delighted to be able to hand out the $25 IB gift card. And then I got to know Peggy when she would bring in um, sign-in sheets for the walking group. And um, yes, I have very fond memories of the very first time I met Peggy here. Our last guest for today's episode is Sylvia Hunolt. I um, have been with Active Atumwa, I don't know how many years. That I'm trying to remember, probably, was it five? Probably from about the beginning. So I'm thinking I might have heard about it or read about it in the newspaper for the first time. I've been involved with quite a few of the different uh, Active Atumwa uh, activities. I think the first one might have been Tai Chi. And then I was, I have done yoga. I've done oh, cardio power with Dana. I've done water aerobics, um, walking. I walk outside. I mean, sometimes besides with active Atomo, I walk with a friend. We would walk three to four days a week. So I think that's about all the activities that I might've been involved with. But. I have really enjoyed learning about this program over the previous seven episodes, and these introductions highlight how so many of the pieces came together. To kick off this conversation, I asked our guests how they initially heard about Active Atumwa. 
I heard about Active Ottumwa. Um, I think Sandy had sent emails to Indian Hills employees um, telling them about the different things. And that's how I first heard about it. And because I was still working, it just didn't seem to work out that I could participate too much. But then towards right before I retired, um, I did start going to the Tai Chi after I knew other friends had, had been going. And that's how I started. I started uh, participating in uh, Active Atumo when I was walking with a friend and she had seen the publicity for uh, the Tai Chi. And this was totally new to me. So it was kind of fun to, to start. And I think Mary Hart was instrumental in my sticking with it. It did not become excessively challenging. It, it was just something I looked forward to every week. As I said, I was at one of the places I volunteer when uh, Lou came in and uh, started uh, trying to get the people that were volunteer there to come and do uh, water aerobics for her. And I was the only one who <laughs> said, sure. All of these stories have been really fun to listen to, but I was curious what convinced our guests to join an active Atomo activity the first time. It was kind of a nice idea to, uh, my husband and I decided to do it together. And so we looked for things that we could do together. And we thought this was sounded like a great thing that you could do as a, you know, couple together. And he said it was better than sitting on the couch, uh, stuffing his face and watching a TV show that he's already watched four times before. I um, was encouraged to go to the uh, Tai Chi by my friend Sylvia and um, really, really enjoyed it. It sounded like fun. I wanted to learn about it. I wanted to know what it was like. And I heard that you might get a free T-shirt. A raffle ticket. You could sign in for every activity you participated in, along with the lovely lime green T-shirt and a water bottle and a backpack and a, or a fanny pack. But yeah, so those were some of our incentives but I really think it was the people who were leading the activities who really kept everybody coming back. I think I was drawn by the fact that, like I say, I was walking and we were walking five days a week and we wanted something different, a different type of, because I know it's healthier if you do different types of activities. So that's where I first got started was try, I don't know if it was cardio power. I needed a little more workout. And then after going and meeting some of the different instructors and making friends, it was more as much the social aspect of it that brought me back and I encouraged other people. It was as much the exercise as the social getting to know friends and, and it's like a certain day of the week, we, you know, it was, you know, Saturdays was always Tai Chi and, and water aerobics was Wednesday and, you know, different, different things, different days. And you'd run, we met so many uh, nice people. And I do have to say our instructors were very encouraging, motivating. They were very, they would help with, for example, with yoga, that you got the instruction of what things to be careful not to do or what you should do. And they, you know, and they were always encouraging everybody at your own level. They, it was like a group of people that accepted you for who you were for just, you know, just to get out there and be active. 
It was it was a very motivating. In fact, I really truly miss it right now. It's especially now is a time when we need you know people to be talking with and getting out there and outside activities because we several of us brought up the fact is can we have like Tai Chi outside in the park somewhere or somehow to keep us still going to meet you know get back with our friends and do a different type of activity but that's that's what drew me to you know and wanting to come back you know these guests were very loyal active Otomo participants for years so I asked them why what kept them coming back week after week it was the camaraderie, you know, friends. It, you were feeling good about yourself, too, because you could accomplish something like uh, when uh, water aerobics, you were, uh, oh, I can actually do something I couldn't do now. I can, especially in uh, balance issues, you, water is easier to learn how to work on balance issue. Tai Chi, uh, doing some of the forms that you finally figured out after 20 times. <laughs> you could actually do and as they said the walking at Bridgeview you could either walk in or you could walk the trail around so it was very uh, nice you could either mess uh, rearrange it to whatever was a nice day and some sometimes there would be people there and other times you could just walk by yourself but it was very nice to just be able to get out and uh, meet people you might not necessarily see in other places but that you were able to do stuff and as she said nobody pushed you to do something you couldn't do. There was this, you know, don't do something you don't feel comfortable doing. Don't do something that might not be something you can physically do, like in water aerobics. You know, if you're recovering from knee surgery, which we had a lot of people who would show up there for working with uh, uh, rehab, you know, don't do something your doctor's not telling you that you can't do yet. And so that's what, but that's what, brought it back was the fact that it was enjoying company that my husband and I were enjoying the company of the people we were with learning something and enjoying each other too. One thing I draw me to this activity was that there was no commitment. You didn't have to pay a large amount of money to attend a class, but yet I found myself going back and back because I really enjoyed it, you know, and, and like everybody said, the instructors were wonderful and to donate that time above what they were doing in their other parts of their life is wonderful. Yes. I'd like to add that was a significant factor for me was the fact that there was uh, no cost and it was available on Saturday so that it, you know, if you had commitments, as I had during the week, um, that made it possible to attend. It started at 10, which mean I didn't have to leap out of bed and get dressed and go do something. And the fact that you got to, you know, you got to try it without putting out a pretty significant outlay of cash to, to participate. I'm retired. That's uh, kind of a that's relevant to those of us who are retired. I agree with what several of them said. The, the cost, the ability to go, you weren't committed to, you sign up for a class, you feel you have to go. It's, it's that pressure of that. It's like you could go one night, maybe not go the next night. The flexibility of it, the quality of our instructors for, you know, really, for that's what I say, for the low, low cost, it was very, 
you know, it was very worth the while. Again, like, yes, being retired, you could come and go whenever you didn't, you know, if you were gone for a month, you could come back a month later and pick up wherever you were. Didn't we have walking with dogs? And I think that brought a different a group of people. And if you didn't have a dog, you could still walk with a group. But I think there, there was that also, that activity. And huh. did they bike? Was there a group that biked or not? I can't remember. You're spot on, Sylvia. Dog walking in the cemetery, actually. Yes. yes. was a perfect place for people to walk without having to worry about traffic for themselves or their dogs. We had a couple different bike groups. Of course, those were dependent upon the weather. And then also we had dance fitness that I, you went to, Sylvia, before you fractured your ankle. There was also square dancing. Yes. Uh, besides dog walking, you know, we also had different, you know, walking where they'd walk in the mall, Bridgeview, but we also had during the summer uh, trail walkings too. That they would, we had um, younger people do, did that. They were in their 1920s that they did like a, kind of like a, I guess you'd call it a pop-up walking because there's different sections of trails here in Ottumwa and they, cho they chose a trail to walk and walking just doesn't mean walk one place. There are different things of walking there. I live in the country. So the part about going into town and um, other folks have mentioned, we've walked in several different parks, usually in the mall in the middle of winter. Um, I'm sure it's not as fun as swimming, but you know, to be able to go with your friends and walk indoors, regardless of the weather, uh, is a is a real healthy thing, in my opinion. And the other thing is that we've walked in several different places, uh, different parks that are maintained by the city, of which I would have been not totally unaware, but not aware that they were so um, stimulating when you're walking. And I think that's been a real advantage uh, for me. It's just, I mean, I've lived here a long time. When you're working, you don't have time to go play in the park. So it was, it was really good to be able to go to the other publicly maintained places for exercise. That was a, a good thing for me. One of the things also the effect is it wasn't just for one age group uh, we had 18, 19 year olds to my mother was 90 some when she was walking with us. And it did not just our local community, but I know that the younger couple of the younger people that did the trails are no longer in the Tumble area, but they've taken that love of exploring the trails to where they're living now. And so it's has impacted farther than just the, the Tumble area, which I think is actually a goal that was uh, something that was actually a worthwhile goal that we wanted. And I thought that was pretty good. See, that's the part of the program that I just loved, Hannah, is that Sylvia said that this was our goal. The ownership of Active Atumwa was just not for the team at Iowa City or the researchers. It was truly the community which is exactly the way it was designed to be. I mean, you know, the PRC and the community-based program. 
we are just the finest example. I'm very biased, but I think Peggy's own words speak to that, that act of Atumwa belonged to her. And you guys too. I mean, I don't mean, you know. Our conversation takes a turn now to some of my favorite topics. I asked our guests what their favorite active Atumwa memory is. I was never a water person. So it was after I broke my ankle, I dislocated the, the ligament. I decided, I kept hearing it was such good therapy. And I went and I, it was, I have to say it was the best thing for me. I could, I would be limping going to active Atumwa. I'd get out of the pool and I could walk for a while without that limping. It stretched my, my ankle so much that after we no longer had water aerobics, several of us continued. We went to America Inn. They would let you pay so much and you could go for several hours. And we would do water aerobics together as a group we, because we just, we missed it. And right now that's one thing that is so, you, you got such a good workout. It was, we took what we had learned and we went and two or three of us would go together and we would do our routine because there would be other people in the pool and they would comment on, you know, you guys seem to have an organized activity when you're, when you're doing that. And there were some of them, we, I don't know if we got anybody to join from there. I mean, but we just talked about it and they were watching us with the different activities, the different exercises that we did in water aerobics. And uh, we had so much fun. Uh, Remy, the, when we did water aerobics, one of our participants was in a very serious biking accident. He got hit. And I know we were drawn together as a group with Remy and watching his progress from, when, from what he went, you know, from there. But I will not forget his, he always loved the, the song we always sang, The Bicycle Built for Two. He always did his rendition of that. It was so much fun to listen to him be involved in doing that. I'll never forget that. I remember one one day at Tai Chi, um, we all got into the room. And this particular day, there were quite a few of us there. And somehow, for some reason, the hospital went into lockdown. And so actually, we, we hadn't got in there because the door was locked to the, to the room where we met. So what we did was we went out into the entryway of the hospital and moved the chairs and we just sat up there and started doing our Tai Chi and until they were able to come down and unlock that door for us. So I do remember that one. And I remember Remy singing the bicycle built for two too. I don't remember the bicycle built for two, but I do remember we were going to do Tai Chi even if the door was locked to the room. That was, that was kind of neat. Two, of the, two memories or stories that I can think of is um, the water aerobics on Friday nights that we went from three different places. But one of them, uh, Lou got a woman who was terrified of water, basically into water where she actually didn't mind being in the water anymore during water aerobics. And another time on Friday, because the Friday ones eventually settled at the Y, and a little girl decided that she would join us during the 
on her aerobics too. And that was kind of cute watching her trying to do, especially because there's one that was called the mermaid and she loved mermaids and she couldn't wait to do the mermaid. <laughs> Even though she couldn't, was a member of the Y, she wanted to go over and join us because she wanted to do the mermaid. <laughs> A couple times in today's conversation, our guests have mentioned their husbands or friends. So I asked about who they recruited to join them at these activities. Well, I had my mother there, my husband, my son, my daughter, my daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> I just brought the family. <laughs> and also when you're doing and people show up, of course, you, you know, talk them into uh, and trying other things like, oh, you know, if you walk, maybe you'd want to do water aerobics because that uh, it's also a different way to help things, Tai Chi and things like that. So, but yeah, I think I brought the whole family into the, at one point or another. My mother did not like to do the water aerobics because the water was too cold for her and she is in her nineties, but she did do the walking and uh, that was really quite good for her, especially after she uh, broke her back and she was staying here with us. Uh, she went and did the walking and that was something that they recommend and that was very good for her. I think I was always out, especially as a retiree from Indian Hills, anybody that would retire, I'd mention to them about the different activities. And I think there were several from Indian Hills that did come and do the various or, or friends from church or I was always out there promoting it because I thought it was such a good, I'm, I, you know, into the exercising and trying to get people active. And it was, I was, you know, just all the time, whoever anybody would comment or ask, have you heard of Active Atomor? It just kept amazing me, the people that had not heard of it. Because I thought, you know, I'd seen it on the newspaper, just, and there, you know, you'd see flyers different places there, you know, but I was always out there recruiting because trying to get more people to join and more people to be active. Peggy and Sylvia both made an effort every month when the calendar would come out to stop in the office and pick up the printed calendar. Um, Sylvia would take to St. Mary's and I know that Peggy took to the library where she volunteered and also to hospice. And you think hospice, well, family members might need a real break and join in some very friendly physical activity. What couldn't be better for somebody under that kind of stress? So that's another way that um, Peggy and, and Sylvia supported the program. And there were a couple other people who would also do that. They weren't quite as active with an active Atumwa. And I think they almost came in just, just to chat for a minute. I know that's kind of hard to believe, you know, me and chatting, but I think they did. And then also just to, to um, be reminded that we're not looking to make people into Michael Phelps or track stars or anything like that, that to just come and be accepted as who you are. Keeping in mind that one goal from this series is to help other communities implement similar programs, I asked our guests what challenges they learned from and what advice they would give to other communities. A challenge I think that Sandy probably had was she would be, she would, uh, because all the pals are volunteers and she might have a, something going and that volunteer just would sit there after doing it for a while, go, I can't do this anymore. 
for some reason or another and trying to find people that would be willing to take over a spot. I think she was a challenge that Sandy had. So you might have like bicycling that was going really, really well. And then for some reason, the person who was leading that had, would have to stop. And she somehow managed to find challenges because let's face it, can we say no to Sandy? <laughs> I think that was a challenge that they are volunteers and that they can't always do it for long periods of time for one reason or another. Well, I think you, I think you bring up a good point, Peggy, that there were times when people couldn't continue with an activity, but also you and Sylvia and Kathy are all very good examples of when those, those challenges were mostly for me, Sylvia stepped up and did the water, um, walking and you stepped up and did um the water walking and the other walking groups um i can also think of uh twyla who actually hated water and she would even sign people in to make sure that the activity went on and i guess i always viewed it as well i can ask somebody and if they absolutely can't or just really don't want to, that's fine. But surprisingly, I had more people say yes. And again, I don't think it's me necessarily. I think it was just the ownership in the program that people saw what good it brought to the Atomic community. And I really just think it's the pals and the participants you know, I was just kind of a back herder. I would like to just share that uh, I'm ready for um, this year to be over and we can get back together. I look forward to it. I miss seeing uh, my friends and um, working out like all of us do, I guess. Thank you for joining another episode of Active Atumwa, a community on the move. Thank you, Kathy, Jean, Sylvia, and Peggy for spending some time with us and sharing your Active Atumwa story. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to the Midwestern Public Health Training Center for production support, the team at the University of Iowa Prevention Research Center for Rural Health, the Atumwa community, and the many guests and contributors we talk with throughout these 10 episodes. See the podcast notes for more information about Active Atumwa and to connect with our team. This podcast is a product of a Health Promotion and Disease Prevention Research Center, supported by Cooperative Agreement number U48DP006389 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The findings and conclusions in this podcast are those of the contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.